0: Five hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss, getting rid of old clothes.
1: Oh, my old bell bottoms.
0: Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at
2: shop5hourenergy.com. Five hour energy.
0: Energy for hunkering down.
2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
0: NASCAR Live from MRN Radio.
3: It's FTP Throwback Week as we get set for racing at the track too tough to tame, Darlington Raceway. We'll hear from past Darlington winners, Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, and Mark Martin on today's show. We've got rising stars in NASCAR talking about Darlington, Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, and others. Camping World Truck Series winner from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Justin Haley, is here to talk about Sunday's playoff win. We'll talk fantasy racing and a whole lot more. STP
2: Throwback Week starts right now.
1: NASCAR Live!
2: STP Throwback Week on NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Woody Kane. Welcome to NASCAR Live. Woody Kane
3: filling in for Mike Bagley this week. He's on Special Assignment, and this is STP Darlington Throwback Week here on the Motor Racing Network. On today's show, we'll hear from past Darlington Southern 500 winners like Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. We'll also hear from Sunday's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner, Justin Haley, who opened up the truck playoffs with a victory. He's got a great story to tell with that dramatic finish at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Denny Hamlin's crew chief, Mike Wheeler, will be along to tell us how to set a car up at Darlington and make it fast there. Brad Kozlowski's spotter, Joey Meyer, will be here to break down this weekend's race. And we've got this weekend NASCAR history, a preview of this weekend's Bojangles Southern 500, and much more. To get it started this week, Kyle Rickey is here with the latest NASCAR news.
4: Kyle? Woody, Richard Childress Racing unveiled their throwback scheme this week for NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Matt Tift for Saturday's race at the Darlington Raceway. Tift will pilot a scheme made famous by longtime NASCAR independent driver Dave Marcus, a scheme in which he ran during the 1976 season. Marcus has been a longtime friend of RCR team owner Richard Childress, while his nephew Bob Marcus currently serves as the head of suspension for RCR's NASCAR Xfinity Series teams. The race is set for Saturday at 3 o'clock Eastern here on MRN, part of STP Throwback Week here on the Motor Racing Network. And Chase Elliott will be in that NASCAR Xfinity Series race as GMS Racing announced that Spencer Gallagher will not be able to return from a shoulder injury. In fact, Elliott will drive the team's number 23 car this week in Darlington and next week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. For more on throwback weekend at the track, Too Tough to Tame, see MRN.com. Woody. Thanks, Kyle. Coming up next, Sunday's winner at
3: Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Justin Haley, will join us. Later, Denny Hamlin's crew chief,
5: Mike Wheeler, will be here. Your car has lots of lights. You've got headlights, interior lights, the light that comes on when you open your glove box. But there's one light that's the pest of the bunch, your check engine light. And at AutoZone, we have the tools to help you troubleshoot the real problem for free. Whether it's something serious or something simple like a loose gas cap, you'll get a MyZone health report to help save you money and hassle down the road. So if your check engine light comes on, come on over to AutoZone, and let's get you what you need.
0: Get in the zone.
4: AutoZone.
1: The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box.
4: Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark.
6: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price
1: and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Coming up next, Camping World Truck Series winner from Canada, Justin Haley, will join us. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: It's STP
3: Throwback Week on NASCAR
7: Live. Todd Gilliland trying to hold off teammate Noah Gregson for the final time in turn 10. He wiggles. Here comes Gregson to the inside. They make contact. They both spin off turn 10. Justin Haley diving to the inside. Another classic Canada finish, and Justin Haley has won the
8: Chevrolet Silverado 250.
3: Now,
2: back to your host, Woody
3: Kane. That's the way it sounded on Sunday at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park when Justin Haley went to Victory Lane for the second time this season. And two guys in front of him got to fighting, and Justin was in the right place at the right time. And he joins us now. Justin. Congratulations on that victory, that fraternal order of Eagle's Chevrolet. It felt pretty sweet to win the Chevy Silverado two fifty I know, but what were you thinking going into the end of that race because I don't think we've had a drama free end at that track, have we?
9: No, not uh not that I can remember. I've been telling everyone that all week history repeats itself, and I feel like it always comes down there to Canada and uh just putting yourself in- in a position to attack there um late in the race you you just got to, um, like I said, just put yourself in position, and, and we did that. Um, you know, we had a pretty solid race. We finished third in, in both the early stages, and we're sitting there third on the last lap. It's about the speed we had, and um, came down the last corner, and we were sitting in the catbird seat and uh, took advantage of it. After
3: you got by and saw those guys spinning, were you going, I can't believe this just happened, or were you thinking, I knew something was going to happen, and I just needed to be there and wait for it?
9: Yeah, well I knew uh I knew something was gonna happen. Uh, you know, obviously you're you're racing up there pretty aggressive for the win and uh, we had that, that green white checkered and um you know I restarted third and Noah had a really fast truck and so did Ty and um I kinda let Noah go so he could go um try to run down because I know I didn't have the speed. So um I knew he was gonna be aggressive during the last lap and do what we had to do to get a win and um I just kinda played in our hands, my uh, spotter told me that they were probably going to get into each other. And, then uh, you know, he said, go low, go low, and uh, backed out of it, rolled out. And uh, as soon as I cleared up, it was was pretty cool. It was a bunch of screaming on the radio. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. Um, But I haven't got that lucky in a long time.
3: Yeah, but, you know, you look back, that might be karma kind of paying you back for the Xfinity Series race that that got away. Does this kind of make up for that a little bit, or were you just uh, happy that you ran so well in that Xfinity Series? Has that kind of been – Uh, a sore spot for you up until now or you've been focusing on your your
9: main gig you know it was uh it was tough for you know a few days but I got over it um you know it's just kind of how it happens and um you know I got a a lot of good press from it really kind of showed what was what was on the table here um at GMS and and myself so um this kind of helped cap that off and uh you know move on move on uh you know the rest away from that that uh hopeful victory I guess you could call it but um you know it's just super cool I, i've been road course racing a lot over the past year few years and um i've never won a road course race in my life i've, I've finished second you know tens handfuls of times and uh never can do it i've got plenty of track records at, at so many tracks around the country and I, I just couldn't get the monkey off my back so um this means a lot to my family we've tried hard for a road course win and and uh, it's super cool. I'm smiling from
3: uh, the other I, I bet you are. W- why do you think that track produces so much late race drama? Because as we talked about, there hasn't been a single race there that hasn't ended with something crazy.
9: You know, I don't know. It's just fast and uh, the competition's super close in the truck series. And like I said, we're all, we're all young. I think the average age of the winner is like 18.8 or, or something crazy like that. Um, which I heard I raised it up since I'm 19. So yeah, all six people. drivers
3: under 20. Uh, nobody over 20 has won there.
9: Yeah, so that's, it's just pretty crazy. Um, you know, Ron Fellows and everyone up there at Mossport have done a great job, and, and the track's good and uh, fast. And, you know, obviously with with the differing motors yesterday, it was a little tougher for us Elmore guys to run with those OEM open motors. And, you know, it's just a fun racetrack overall. It's got a lot of, a lot of characteristic uh, corners that, you know, are very different from other road courses around the country. Now, this propels
3: you into the next round, round two of the, the playoffs in the Camping World Truck Series. I was looking back at some stats. You had a crash earlier at Vegas this year, but a lot of guys have a lot of confidence going there. But then Martinsville and Texas, uh, in the next round, you got a top ten at Martinsville and a, and a third at Texas. And you got to be thinking the stats-wise and comfort-level-wise, this, this schedule is kind of lining up pretty well for you, don't you?
9: yeah i told everyone at media day um you know how the playoffs line up for the 24 team are phenomenal um i said mossport is is one of our best tracks and went out there and won And Taudega, um we ran really good there last year we finished second at atona um in the truck series so um round one wasn't going to be an issue then we go to round two uh, martinsville is our weak link we haven't really ran the best there no we got a top 10 but Um, You always want more, and then Texas has always been phenomenal for us. I don't think I've ever finished a race outside the top six or five there. Mm. Um, Just really have have fit well with me and my crew chief, and and Phoenix we run really good at as well. So um, if we can make it through the round of six and go to Homestead, I think that's that's probably our most challenging track, unfortunately, but um, I'm sure we'll get it figured out
3: you didn 't run the full schedule last season. this time you are uh, coming into it and now that you you 're getting some some tracks that you 've been to before and have a, a comfort level at. Also, you had a top ten at, at Homestead last year. The way this thing is setting up, when you come back to some of these tracks for the second time, now that you've been there before, uh, you know, you you might want to say something like Vegas. The track's going to be significantly different uh, heat wise when you go back. But are there things that you've kind of stuck in the back of your mind, the cards you're looking to play when you go back to these tracks again?
9: Yeah, I think all the tracks in the in the playoffs I, I've been to multiple times at this point, so that helps me. Um, you know, obviously experience is king and, and uh always helps the weekend go better and I feel like I always run better at somewhere where I do have experience and, and know what to to expect when we learn to unload off the hauler and, and how to set the truck up. So um that always helps and also I think the biggest thing is just knowing what me and my crew chief like at that track together. Um, you know, there's five teammates here at GMS and, and we're all fast on something different. So um I can have what Johnny has and not be fast, or I can have what you know Cody has and be fast, so um, it's just difficult. And we've kind of found what I like, and uh, we've been sticking to it and running good. There
3: you go, Justin Haley goes to victory lane in the number twenty-four for Turtle Order of Eagles Chevrolet at GMS Racing, and he is advancing to round number two. Justin, congratulations, and we appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Denny Hamlin's crew chief Mike Wheeler, and later Bobby Labonte joins us. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com or on the track this week at Darlington Raceway. A big weekend coming up on the Motor Racing Network from Darlington Raceway. First practice comes your way Friday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll also have a practice session Friday at 4 Eastern Time. Qualifying is Saturday. That starts at 2 Eastern Time. Also on Saturday, the Xfinity Series race. The Sport Clips Haircuts VFW 200 comes your way at 3 Eastern. And Sunday, a little bit of a different time for the Bojangles Southern 500, 5 eastern time the start time for that here on the motor racing network denny hamlin's crew chief mike wheeler will join us next this is nascar live on the motor racing network the voice of nascar
2: it's stp
3: throwback week on
4: nascar live here comes denny hamlin for the final time at the back straightaway Lap traffic in the rear view mirror he'll dial up the outside line Denny Hamlin looking to be a champion here in Darlington. Get out the brooms because he is going to sweep Darlington for the weekend. He won yesterday, and Denny Hamlin has won the Bojangles Southern 500 for the second time in his career. Now, back
3: to your host, Woody Kane. Thanks for joining us this week here on NASCAR Live. This weekend, we head to the track, Too Tough to Tame. But the crew chief that did it one year ago is Mike Wheeler with Denny Hamlin up behind the wheel. And I caught up with him recently and asked him what does it take to make a car
10: go fast
3: at Darlington?
10: Uh, I would say a lot of grip and a good driver. Um, You know, it's definitely a different animal compared to some of these trucks you go to, which is actually kind of fun. But at the same point, you basically take your notes from last year and just kind of go back to it and uh, do all you can to get all the grip you can. Uh, make sure that your tire fall off isn't too bad, and the driver can manage the the tires accordingly.
3: Different ends of the racetrack there, and a lot of people say, for example, at Pocono, you have to try and compromise somewhere to be good on the others. Is it a similar case at Darlington?
10: Yeah, I would say so. Um, ultimately, you want to be able to have maneuverability to go, you know, be able to run top and three and four as well as a lane or two down uh, in order to pass guys. If you can't pass anybody there, you're usually in trouble um, because tire fall is such a big deal um, as you lose seconds over the course of a run you need to be able to save your tires in the short run to be able to pass guys in the long run so if you can't maneuver around traffic it's uh you know it's all for naught if you can save your tires um ultimately you try to make sure you um screwing enough an entry you can get pretty free into turn three um but getting off turn two with a lot of speed to get on the back straightaway kind of sets up the whole kind of racetrack so uh it is four different corners um but at the same point, it's kind of a challenge, but it actually makes good, good good drivers and good teams separate from other guys.
3: Is it true what everybody says, that you can't worry about the competition there? You have to just focus on the track itself and block all that other stuff out?
10: Uh, I'd say it's probably true in the fact that if you end up trying to race a guy harder than you should, you usually pay the price in the long run. Um, it's easy to kind of overstep step your tires on the track and kind of hit the fence. So you're only a few inches away from it. So uh, as much as you try to try to pass a guy or you know run a guy hard, Um, One little slip and you kind of damage your car and you're actually slower than when you were before.
3: At a lot of these tracks, especially repaves and things like that, and a harder tire, they don't chew up that much. And it gives you some more strategy cars to play because you don't have to take tires. What are the strategy thoughts that go through your mind about Darlington?
10: Yeah, Darlington is one of those places that you actually try to manage your allotment for tires. Uh, I don't know what it is top of my head right now, but... You know, you can't pit every five or ten laps for tires because we just don't have enough of them. Even
3: uh, if your driver's screaming.
10: Yeah, even if your driver's screaming. So you try to put on his head that you cannot have used them on three lap tires, you know. Obviously if you can get a position for the lead or, or set the pace that, that's fine. Um, but there'll be there's usually an instance where you get eight laps into a run or ten laps into a run where the cost comes out and you want tires. Um, and it might split the field up because, you know, the guys that back half of the field might come get tires and then go, you know, long green flag and run might make those guys get back up front. Um, but ultimately you try to manage your uh, your allotment of tires to make sure you have enough to end the race.
3: And then if a caution comes out in the middle of that, you throw all those plans right in the trash, don't
10: you? Yeah, without a doubt. That's what, that's what makes it interesting for like uh, fans and frustrating for us is you're trying to do the right thing to make sure you can kind of have good tires into the race so that every 20 laps, 25 laps, you can actually put tires on. Uh, But depending on the caution flags and depending on the pit sequence, uh, you can definitely get yourself in trouble.
3: That's Mike Wheeler, the crew chief for Denny Hamlin. Joining us now, the host of the Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show, if you're looking to get your lineup set this weekend. It's been a week off, so you've had a little extra time to study, so heading to the Track too Tough to Tame. What do you got to do for your lineup?
6: Well, there wasn't too much studying because you just had to play the big three basically uh, for your first five. If you saved them all all year, like that's the I key, have. though,
3: right? I right. mean, if you spin them now, you're you're kind of in trouble,
6: right? So allocation has been a tough thing the past couple of weeks. We've had you know road courses, wild card races, Bristol. You probably have saved a couple of the big three members. So I've done a pretty good job this year of saving Kyle Busch, Truex, and Kevin Harvick for weekends like this. this is the week you play them. I think Eric Jones is a good dark horse, finished fifth the last time we were there. I think the Gibbs cars are going to be really good there. Denny Hamlin, of course, the defending winner. Um, So I think probably starting the Toyota camp, though, the Chevys have been faster of late.
3: Yeah, they really have, and uh, we mentioned that Denny Hamlin won it last year. That turned out to be an encumbered finish. Does that have impact on fantasy when it when it turns out to be an encumbered finish?
6: It does not, and that that's kind of a sore subject because I wish it did. Oh, I, mean, I bet, yeah. Let's be honest, if that happened in another sport, it probably wouldn't count on fantasy racing. You would probably know before the, the event was over, but um, nope, it does not have impact. So if someone has an illegal race car like Hamlin did last year, though we have seen less penalties this year, which is mm-hmm. nice, But if they do, you still get the points.
3: You mentioned the Chevrolets. Are they coming into their own now, or is it just a little too late for them to make a real push here fantasy-wise?
6: Well, I think Chase Elliott surely has. I feel like he's really good at Darlington. He won the first race he ever raced there in the Xfinity Series. So I feel like Chase Elliott could be good this week. Austin Dillon and Ryan Newman were really good in this race last year, and it seems to be places that wear out tires easily. RCR seems to be a little bit better. So I feel like – especially in DraftKings, if you're playing that, you might get some passing points out of the RCR cards this week because they haven't been qualifying well. All right, tell the folks how they
3: can catch your show on a weekly basis if they want to set their fantasy fields.
6: So Fridays, typically at noon, if MRN has practice on MRN.com, then we'll be an hour before that usually, so – uh, at Dar- Darlington this week, uh, we'll have all the stats, information, everything you need to know on the Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show.
3: All right, that's Tyler Burnett. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Brad Kozlowski's spotter, Joey Meyer, joins us to talk about this weekend's race, and later, Bobby Labani. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert, Steve Letart. Does your engine feel like it's
8: down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine.
2: One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline.
4: I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak Woo, I want that honey to bloom And it get in my senses like a sonic boom No rules, just right So bold, so nice And I'm so, 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 so ready For that Outback Steak tonight Outback steak,
5: Steakhouse That's what it's all about
4: I-
3: It's STP Throwback Week on NASCAR Live. If you're looking for more power under the hood, start at the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. STP inside every great machine. Brad Kozlowski's spotter Joey Meyer joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: It's STP Throwback Week on NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host,
3: Woody Kane. Welcome back to STP Throwback Week here on NASCAR Live. I'm Woody Kane, joined by. Joey Meyer, who is my co-host on MRN Motorsports Monday, new edition every Monday at noon, and then it lives at MRN.com. After that, and on our YouTube channel, you can also catch the live version at Facebook Live. And Joey, welcome to the program. As as for folks who don't know, you're the spotter for Brad Keselowski. Absolutely, been uh, been spotting for Brad since 2010.
11: We've had some success over there at Team Penske, but STP Throwback Weekend is coming upon us. Darlington, STP Scientifically Treated. Petroleum. Ah, you did your homework before you came in here. All right.
3: 1953, one of the few things that have been around as long as Darlington. There you go. So it's (laughs) going to be fantastic. I love all the paint schemes. But before we look at Darlington, let's look back a little bit because a couple of compelling road races this past weekend, particularly Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, where once again we had drama at the finish between two teammates this time.
11: You know, for a number of years, uh, a gentleman named Ron Fellows would infiltrate the Bush series or the infiltrate. NASCAR. I like that. Yeah, or the NASCAR <laughs> Cup series, and he was really, really good. He was mm-hmm. never able to capture a victory through a set of circumstances, uh, un, not of his own doing. Um, but he always ran really good for different race teams. They brought him in, and he really started. Him and Boris said were the road course ringers. Mm-hmm. Well, who else better to own? the track up in Canada, then Ron Fellows. Mm -hmm. We share the same birthday, September 28th. Really? Yeah, that's kind of a cool trivia. So he created or he manages now a great, great racing facility that we've seen some fantastic races and some very unfortunate endings uh, at that last corner. If you're one of them involved, maybe. But if you're a fan, you don't think it's so unfortunate. Exactly. Justin Haley's team thinks it's a great ending. Right, where mm-hmm. the Todd Todd team and, and uh Todd Gilliland and <laughs> and, uh, and, and Noah. Gregson, Gregson. Yeah. They don't think it's so good, but the 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 track offers fantastic racing and it's what we saw put on coming to the checker flag. We've seen multiple uh, events like that in the past and the track will continue to race well.
3: Was there a right and a wrong here? I mean, we, we've seen all the way back to when Chase Elliott and Ty Dillon got together a couple of years ago, it was Cole Custer uh, and John Hunter Nemechek. Then we saw Austin Sindrick last year with Kaz Grala. And now this, is there a right and a wrong in, in these types of situations?
11: You know, it depends on what side of the fence you're going to be on. There is no right or wrong answer, but I, I always like to think of it this way. If I'm driver A And I make driver B make a decision and I force a decision by him Mm -hmm. and he doesn't make the decision that's good for me. Was it a bad decision? Was it a wrong decision from driver B? And that's what you're as a driver. You don't want to put driver B in a position to make a decision because it may not be the one you like. Racing is a selfish sport. Very selfish. I have it. I want to keep it away from you. I have it. You want to take it from me. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, those guys work for the same race team, and sometimes the bigger picture is more important. I work for Roger Penske over at Team Penske. Mr. Penske's always talking about strength and size. Stop taking away and being selfish and thinking about yourself, which would be your individual race team. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it as a bigger company, the organization. It would yeah. have been better for KBM which is who you're working for, for them to finish first and second. Mm -hmm. If I'm on Noah Grayson's team, I applaud his enthusiasm. If I'm on Todd Gillian, Gilliland's team, mm-hmm. I don't applaud his enthusiasm. I'm yeah. very, very mad. Yeah. And that's what they're going to discuss. Unfortunately, they don't race for another three weeks, and they'll have plenty of conversations about it. Isn't that something?
3: It. All this intensity built up, and now we've got to wait until Vegas for those guys to race again. But here's one I wanted to get your perspective on. I haven't heard the audio from what the spotters were saying. If you're Todd Gilliland's spotter, what are you telling him there?
11: Oh, you're trying to tell him right side, right side, right side, but everything happens. You know, that, that's such a so very, 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 very quick. You could be screaming for a straightaway. Uh, That truck is coming. Todd did not get off that second to the last corner very well. He wasn't in a, a dominant position to enter the next corner. There was a slight amount of weakness. Noah was able to capture the weakness and establish a lane momentarily. And then Todd was trying to enter the corner the way he needed to to exit to bring the truck home to victory lane. It's racing, man. This is mm-hmm. racing. This is not about a ballet, and I'm just trying not to step on your toes, right? Mm-hmm. We're not partners in this deal. These guys are, even though they work for the same team, they are still trying to take what the other one had.
3: I, I enjoy your ballet shoes here you got on, by the way. Very that's nice. really cool. Uh, now we head to Darlington, the track that's too tough to tame. The Cup Series is back this weekend with the Bojangles Southern 500. Why is Darlington too tough to tame?
11: You know, it's interesting. It's one of the few tracks that we preach on the radio, race the track, not the guy in front of you. Race the track. Mm -hmm. If you attack the racetrack too much, she reaches out and bites you because of the unique egg shape. If you take an egg and you stand it up on end, it's smaller at the top and bigger on the bottom. It's a very unique track. One of our fastest racetracks for a number of years back in the day, built back in the late 50s, early 60s, has been around for a long time. The configuration hasn't changed. We did swap front stretch and back stretch, mm-hmm. but once you get going around in circles, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore, yeah. So turns one and two used to be three and four. Now they're mm-hmm. one and two. It doesn't matter. And the only addition they've done is added the safer wall. Everybody was really concerned about, well, I'm already hitting the wall. Now we're just going to hit it more. No, guys move their line down by three or four feet, whatever the software wall was. Yeah. But you have to get against the wall in turns one and two to be able to stand on the gas. As you come around turn two, the track comes out. It doesn't maintain its same radius, and you have to actually turn off the wall to get down the backstretch. Mm -hmm. If your car doesn't turn off the wall, you go into the wall. And and that's not good. That's the Darlington Strike. Exactly. Now, three and four, which used to be years ago, one and two, three and four, you can race a little bit wider. You can actually be on the very bottom of the track on the apron as if you were coming to pit road and race that track or all the way up against the wall. So three and four is exactly a perfect scenario for racing because it'll offer up two, three, and potentially four wide racing. But if you get too wrapped up in trying to catch the guy in front of you, you forget the track will come out and bite you. Too tough to tame, lady in black, you will get a Darlington stripe. And most cars sitting in victory lane
3: have a little bit of a stripe on the right rear side of that car. We mentioned it's STP throwback week, and heading into Darlington, one of the cool things is seeing all the paint schemes. What's up at Team Penske? What do you guys have? Years ago,
11: uh, Rusty Wallace had a very good-looking Pontiac with a black and gold, not the black and yellow Miller Genuine Draft, but a Miller Genuine or a Miller uh, car that was now black and gold, and we're going to have that paint scheme mm. and associated uniforms and such. Have You guys are growing their mustache. You're wearing your bell-bottoms? Well, I don't know about bell-bottoms, but we're going to have different, <laughs> different uniforms. Uh, I am growing my hair out.
3: What? Well, this is an outrage. I don't think that can happen. Neither you or I can do that. It's only on my back. Uh, Can you get it to move (laughs) up and get on top of your head? It's going to be a comb over. (laughs) From your back? Oh, my gosh. This is going to be ugly. Uh, Heading into Darlington this weekend, it's always cool to see all the nostalgia and history there. But ultimately, we get down to the race. You mentioned the cup side. On the Xfinity side, does it make a lot of difference strategy-wise, how you attack it-wise, that it's a shorter race? You know, one of the things you have to be careful of is, A, not
11: running out of tires. Because every time caution is going to come out, you're going to want to pit. So the Xfinity Series, with their limited number of tires, they're going to have a balancing act of being able to get to the end of the stages and then put their tires on. Or if cautions come out in between, will you put your tires on? Everybody wants to take tires every time the caution comes mm-hmm. out. And that's one of the strategies at the Xfinity Series because of their limited number of tires. They really run the risk of running out of tires in
3: that last long stage. And if you don't have tires at Darlington, you are done. There you go. That's Joey Meyer. He's the spotter for Brad Keselowski. And he and I co-host MRN Motorsports Monday every Monday at noon, the new edition on MRN.com, Facebook Live, and YouTube. The show's live there as well. If you want to catch up on this week's program, Justin Allgaier is the guest. Make sure you join us for that. Coming up next, we'll chat with Bobby Labonte.
8: NASCAR fans, it's time to race up to Darlington Raceway for throwback weekend, where we're going back in time on the track
7: everybody is so excited to see what's going to happen today
8: there will be concerts the electricity is in the air the fan zone and of course loads of watch drivers try and master the track that's too tough to tame it's the bojangle southern 500 live at darlington raceway sunday september 2nd get your tickets by calling 866-459-RACE or visiting darlingtonraceway.com now Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click & Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR Radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and & Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season.
3: We'll hear from the 2000 Southern 500 winner Bobby Labonte next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network,
2: the voice of NASCAR. It's STP throwback week on NASCAR Live. Bobby Labonte has won the Pepsi Southern 500 here at the Darlington Raceway in a day that threw
7: about everything you could imagine at us and a weekend that threw about everything you could imagine at Bobby Labonte and the Interstate Batteries Pontiac team. He hit the wall in practice on Friday morning, came in here knew this was a serious threat to his championship point lead, bounced back with a backup car, had to take a provisional to get in the race, went through several stages in the race, and finally, with a lightning fast pit stop the last time in, beat everybody off the pit road and it turns out he scores the win because the rain came before the race ended
2: now back to your host woody kane
3: that's the way it sounded back in 2000 when bobby labani went to victory lane at darlington that was also the year he won the championship and we're headed back to darlington this weekend for the bojangles southern 500 bobby labani joins us on the guest line now and bobby well that's got to bring back a lot of memories that was a special season you had <laughs> back in 2000
12: yeah, it really was, and, uh, you know, looking back on it, it didn't seem like that long ago, but I know it's the years keep adding up, but uh, definitely a, a great time, and, and we, um, you know, that was, a, that was a great win for us. That was a great great year. We had a great run for about two or three years, and, uh, you know, that we were just, seemed like we, we could be the fastest guy uh, for the most part, or at least we were fast enough for people watching us. So but that was a good race, and Darlington was always a good place for me.
3: Since we're headed there this week, and what is a kind of a lasting uh, memory you have of racing at that track? Everybody says you have to race the track and not your competitors, and how tough it is, but it's a, a little bit different after the repay, but starting to get some of its character back now
12: yeah i can uh i, I can tell you the first time I went there uh in a bush car national car uh I think we we're parked really close to Martin Martin, and so he comes over there from the cup car and he gets in his bush car and he runs wide open through at that point in time three and four. Hmm and uh i looked at my dad and i said i don't think i could do that <laughs> there's <laughs> no way that i could run wide open through that corner and and it was uh but you know it was one of those places too for me uh kind of short track racing for a little bit um you know i kind of fell into a mile or mile and a half type of racetrack and fell in love with them and i ended up i think i i don't know that i finished the top 10 that time but i i, I seemed like i always ran good there and, and i don't know why and um but you know just know that uh you know race to racetrack was what i was always told and you know i know that i've i've done both i've raced to racetrack and finished good and i've tried to race other people and crash so Mm
2: -hmm.
12: um definitely it's definitely one of those places you um it lives up to its name too tough to tame and i've done both and it seemed like you know it's hard to run um all the time there or year after year and, and not find yourself trying to race other guys other guys and and forget to race the racetrack and get a Darlington stripe.
3: Yeah, habits are hard to break. That's what you do every week, and then there you have to kind of go against the grain. It's really nuts.
12: Yeah, it really is. And uh, you know what? I've seen I've seen old pavement. I've seen new pavement. I've seen the new pavement get old. I think I've seen new pavement again. <laughs> and uh, and I know one time I should have won a race against Jeff Gordon there, and he he got in the wall a little bit, so I took the lead, and I was like dude i'm leading and about three laps later i get in the wall and i was like well okay here we go so he goes back to lead and we we swap back and forth and you know but you always see good races there and and that's what it's all about and and you know i think that's the the size of racetrack and the the deterioration of the um, of the asphalt where it's you know gets slippery and it's only one groove but people make it two and three wide and you know you're able to do that there and the year that we won we came from the back we didn't lead a lot but we we ended up actually we didn't lead to the end, and um, when we had a great pit stop, and we got out in the lead, and it started raining, and Earnhardt was mad. <laughs> I was I had a confrontation with my crew chief throughout the day. It was like pit, don't pit. Looks like it's going to rain, and I mean it was just you know to me, Darlington's one of those what we see today, like a road course like Canada yesterday, and and like um, you know short tracks. I mean it, it, it lends to some great excitement and and battles throughout the race all over the racetrack.
3: No question about it. Well, listen, why we wanted to talk to you is you've got a a charity bike ride coming up in the High Point, North Carolina area that looks like it's going to be a really cool event on September 8th. Tell folks about it and how they can get
12: involved. Well, first of all, I'll say that you need to go to and I'll I'll say that again in case um, you don't, but I'll say that again here in a minute. But anyway, if you go there to the website, you'll see more about it. And we have a, this is a, I think it's the seventh or eighth year of this of what we've done, and we've done it in Thomasville and Trinity for a couple or for a few years. We've done it at High Point last year and again High Point this year, and it's just it's a charity bike ride that um, you know a lot of people do around here. We try to support and they support us. and uh, we've got three uh, uh, three foundations that that we're trying that we're helping out. And uh, this year we had a lot of grant recipients or grants sent in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Ready for School, Ready for Life, High Point Leap, Millis Health, uh, Health Education Center is a three real quick. But if you go online, check it out. Uh, we're going to have uh, the ride the ride's going to start at 730. Uh, it comes back. We've got um, music. Uh, we've got um, bands throughout the day, throughout the day, High Fest and High Point. Uh, we've got a 5K for the Heart and Soul 5K for the hospital um in High Point here. Mm-hmm. Uh we've got vendors coming out. Uh we've got food trucks. We've got uh beer garden. Um you know there'll be a kids race for, for bicycles. So it's an all day event and uh so we're really excited about it. And this is the first time we've we hooked up with High Fest and the, the people from High Point called us and want to know if we would want to do that because it kinda it helps everybody out if we could do it all in one day. And the Cherry Bike Ride is, you know, we've done we've had great things. We have great success with it uh we've been able to give back to the community and again uh giving back to those three foundations uh, like we did last year uh three different ones we get to do it again we have a uh, cocktail reception if you're not a cyclist you want to come to the cocktail reception on friday night we're having that at high point at pandora's manor we've got a silent auction we get to raise a lot of money that way so a lot of people in high point don't want to ride their bikes but they want to come and, and have a good time and see what their money's going towards so uh so a lot of great things with that going on and. We got a uh, VIP ride. Freddie Rodriguez is coming in. He's a um, world champion cyclist that has raced the Tour de France and wow. uh, won the U.S. Nationals, uh, I think, four years in a row. And he was here last year as well. So we're giving kids bikes away. We got 80 kids bikes. Actually, I'm looking at the boxes right now in my garage. Oh, <laughs> you feel like Santa <laughs> so Claus, bikes. don't you? <laughs> yeah, we feel like yeah, I feel like Santa Claus. We got 80 kids bikes to give away in Thomas Built Bus, which is located right here in High Point, which mm-hmm. is kind of People don't know that, but if your kid rides a school bus, I'm going to say chances are it was built right here in High Point. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go there on Wednesday and Thursday. And we're going to build bikes, and we're going to give them, to, give them away at the uh, um, YMCA. I think. I think there's a couple of YMCA's and the Boys and Girls Clubs at High Point. So we've got 80 bikes going to different uh, groups around here, and Freddie's a part of that. And So that, that it really is exciting. It, it kind of hits me at home when we're about 10 days away. It gets exciting me to know that i could see it all happening mm-hmm. and uh so last year we had about 200 riders we've had up to 250 last year we changed uh format so uh hopefully it'll be a great day weather wise we've already got over 100 registered which is usually people wait till the last minute and uh but we want you to register and want you to come out and enjoy the day not just the bike ride but if you want to do the 5k if you want to do the, bring your kids we've got a kid zone we got um like I said, we've got food trucks, we got music uh, throughout the day at High Fest, So it'll be a great day.
3: Well, Bobby, listen, we appreciate your time, and good luck with the charity bike ride. That is the Bobby Foundation.org. You can check that out at Saturday, September 8th. Make sure you go there to get more information. Bobby, we appreciate your time, and, uh, man, stay busy. Okay, thank you. There you go. That's Bobby Labani. Coming up next, we'll hear from five-time Darlington winner Bill Elliott, and later we'll look back at 25 years ago at Darlington Raceway, with Mark Martin.
8: I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5 in 1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine.
2: One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. In order to maximize a vehicle's performance and efficiency, the proper adjustments need to be made based on the road ahead. That's true for both race car drivers on the track and for truck drivers hauling freight on the highway. But if your truck's equipped with a Detroit DT-12 automated manual transmission with intelligent powertrain management, adjustments are made automatically based on GPS terrain mapping, maximizing performance and efficiency. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com
3: awesome bill from dawsonville is next this is nascar live on the motor racing network the voice of nascar
2: it's stp throwback week on nascar live
3: now back to your host woody kane welcome back it's stp throwback week here on the motor racing network and we're counting down to one of the biggest weekends of the year the darlington bojangles southern 500. bill elliott won there an astounding five times in his cup career over the weekend at Road America, Winston Kelly caught up with Awesome Bill as he raced there and talked to him about his experiences at Darlington
0: Raceway. The checkered flag is out. Bill Elliott wins the Southern 500 at Darlington.
13: Well, it, it's a fantastic place. I enjoyed, I enjoyed there, and and you know to kind of tell you the truth, the last time I think I was in a rookie meeting was there, other than here this weekend. <laughs> you know, Hello, that, that's pretty wild. I think Daryl did the crew did the rookie meeting there, and then I was in the rookie meeting here, and I think. There was 19 other rookies in there with me. So, and then one gal said, uh, the the girl that's in it, she said, uh, said, well, I, I think I was born the year you won the championship. And I said, oh, that makes me feel real good. So, but anyway, the but getting back to Darlington, Darlington's always a fun racetrack. I always enjoyed that weekend. I, I had. I had a lot of success there. I always seemed to run well every time I ever showed up at Darlington. It was a kind of racetrack that, that just kind of fit me like a glove. Um, I looked up to Pearson and the guys that run well there and kind of try to mimic what I did after those guys. But but it, it's a cool weekend, uh, you know, to get the throwback weekend and see some of the old paint schemes and, and the things that kind of brought the era of racing into modern times and and you look back at all that stuff and it's a it's a cool place
3: you're talking about that racetrack fitting your style you seem to embody the
2: race the racetrack you got to be patient there describe to the listeners what that really
13: looks like and means well, you know, Darlington was a place that the racetrack would bite you faster than racing the competitors. You know, and and the bad thing about Darlington was the way the racetrack used to be in years past was it was it was a racetrack that you had to race a racetrack, but but lap traffic and the way you caught them and the way you did things really dictated how the race unfolded. You know, and it, it's definitely changed over the years. It, it's been, I think, it's come become more raceable than it had been in, in my early career because of the way they used to, they used to put this sealer on their track that was just really slick, and until you wore a groove into it, it was hard to get around it. And, you know, usually you would run faster pace at the end of the race than you would at the beginning. So, but today it, it's, you know, the driving styles are different, the cars are different, you know, the racetrack has, has changed quite a bit. You know, they flip the. The, where it used to be the start-finish line from the front to the back and vice versa, so you know it gives a little bit din- different dynamics to the track, but it's still Darlington. And Chase has a pretty sentimental family paint scheme this weekend too, or this this coming weekend too. Yeah, he's going to run uh, my nephew Casey's paint scheme back from when he was running uh, some. He ran late model some, and he ran some Xfinity stuff, which was Bush back in that day. And uh, Casey was a good kid, he ended up passing away with cancer at 21 and we really miss him. He was, he was such a unique individual, he was, everybody liked him, he was just a fun kid to be around and, and he just, bless his heart, he went through an awful lot there at the very end, and, but he was a good racer and, and he had a good future and just unfortunately that wasn't, wasn't where he, you know, what God gave him to do you know, at the end of the day.
3: That's NASCAR Hall of Famer Bill Elliott, and we sure look forward to seeing that paint scheme this weekend as well as all the others at Darlington. Earlier this year, the Motor Racing Network featured a 10-part series called the 1993 season 25 years later. In that podcast series, we look back at all the events of that season, including Mark Martin's run of four victories in a row, the last of which came in the Southern 500 at Darlington.
2: Uh, four bush poles and three straight wins. You can't get much harder than that right now. Mark Martin, it's the Southern 500, one of the traditional races. Can you make it four in a row here?
14: Well, you know, we might. Uh, you know, I believe that, I truly believe that beating the competition will be easier than beating the odds. You know, the odds, The every time you win one in a row at... Uh, the odds go up that it's just not not going to be possible next time, due to uh, you know uh, all the other things. But this Valvoline team has has gotten a step ahead of the competition for right now. We're on a roll. Felt no pressure. Knew our stuff was good. Things were coming together. We weren't running out of gas. Um, it seemed like we had weather. It got late. I remember it got late, and and Brett Bodine had and drove the race of his life. I, Had my hands full with Brett.
7: Mark Martin riding an unbelievable winning streak, trying to make another one here this afternoon. White flag for him as Brett Bodine tries to chase him down. He's got one final try at it as they go to turn one. Whenever there's there's laps left on the table and you're running second, you think you can do it, you know. And and we were much better than we had been all day. Right at that point of the race, not saying we were going to get by Mark because he was the dominant car at that time of the race. He was really running well and. And I believe he had just come off of a winning streak. I think he won three or four in a row. And, he, you know, he was the guy to beat right at that point of the season. I'm not saying we would have had anything for him, but I would have liked to have lined up behind him and gave it a go. But, yeah, it was run second. You know, Darlington, to me personally, would have been a bigger win than a Daytona 500 or anything else because Darlington was is so tough and in has so much history in our sport. And back then, if you won at Darlington, you got a preferred parking spot right on Pitt Road. You got your name up on the fence and you never had to worry about a parking. And I always wanted one of those parking spots right there on Pitt Road.
0: He has waited all day after a three hour rain delay at 7.30 Eastern time in the evening. Mark Martin makes it four wins in a row.
14: I didn't realize when I won it because we were on such a roll that I, I, it never, ever, it it was 10 years or 15 probably before I realized that I had won the Southern 500. It was just another race. And, you know, you were bombarded and overwhelmed by press and uh, attention and fans. Everybody was going crazy. That's from our podcast
3: series, the 1993 season, 25 years later. There's much more of that weekend at Darlington as well as the rest of the season on MRN.com and on iTunes. You can download all 10 parts for free. Coming up next, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history, and later, we'll preview this weekend's Bojangles
5: Southern 500. Your car has lots of lights. You've got headlights, interior lights, the light that comes on when you open your glove box, but there's one light that's the pest of the bunch, your check engine light. And at AutoZone, we have the tools to help you troubleshoot the real problem for free. Whether it's something serious or something simple like a loose gas cap, you'll get a MyZone health report to help save you money and hassle down the road. So if your check engine light comes on, come on over to AutoZone, and let's get you what you need.
1: Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to SportsView. View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy.
0: Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are oh, there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me?
6: We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges.
4: Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's STP Throwback Week on NASCAR Live. Now, back to your host, Woody Kane. Welcome back to STP
3: Race Week on NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview this weekend's Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. But first, let's turn back the clock on This Week in NASCAR History. This week, we start in 1982. George Strait has the number one country song with Hearted Memory. In Florida, Disney World was putting the finishing touches on a new theme park called Epcot. And NASCAR was at Bristol Motor Speedway. Darrell Waltrip was unstoppable on the fast half mile, winning in the Bush 500. White flag for Waltrip. Allison in hot
0: pursuit, about six car lengths to go. Lap traffic will be a factor. Here is Waltrip in the backstretch for the last time. James Hilson on the bottom of the racetrack. Waltrip goes up around him. He will have to get by. Daryl Sage in turn three. It's five car lengths as they head for four.
2: Waltrip coming off the fourth quarter. Bobby Allison comes close, very close, about five car lengths as they cross the line. And Waltrip will win the Bush 500.
3: Move forward to 1993. Soul Asylum is on the radio with Runaway Train." The Late Show with David Letterman debuted on CBS. Bill Murray was the special guest and Billy Joel the musical performance. NASCAR was again at Bristol Motor Speedway. Mark Martin worked his way back from two laps down to beat Rusty Wallace in the Bud 500.
7: Rusty peeks to the inside of the Valvoline Ford. This will be the last chance, but Mark Martin slams the door. Here goes Rusty to the outside lane in three. Now he cuts to the inside. Mark Martin is gonna keep him covered.
0: Rusty gave it every shot, but Martin wins. The flash bulbs begin to pop wildly here.
3: And we end this week in 1998. Aerosmith is red hot with, I don't want to miss a thing. At the box office, Wesley Snipes is number one with Blade, and NASCAR was at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Jeff Gordon took on two tires on a late race caution and held off Mark Martin to win the Farm Aid on CMT 300 time down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon got the lead on a pit stop and showed the tail of the field the rest of the way. Out of turn four for the checkers.
4: Jeff Gordon led the final 67 laps of this race to score his ninth win of the year. Gordon wins the CMT 300. Happy to you. And happy birthday this week to NASCAR Hall of
3: Famer Ray Evernham. And those are some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend we're at Darlington Raceway And for a race preview, here's Susie Armstrong.
1: Thank you, Woody. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series team's throwback this week for the Labor Day weekend classic, the Bojangles Southern 500 at historic Darlington Raceway. Richard Childress Racing's Austin Dillon hopes to tame the notorious 1.366-mile oval and repeat his top-five finish logged last September.
9: It's a place that'll bite you quick, and you just got to have the right mentality going into it. Um, of what you're racing against it's not necessarily the competition as much as Yourself. Uh, mentally, it's a challenging place, and I love that about it. Bridger
1: Petty Motorsports driver Bubba Wallace will make his first Cup start on NASCAR's original Super Speedway, sporting the original STP paint scheme, debuted at Riverside International Raceway in 1972. When you see
3: all, mostly all of the Cup teams be involved with the throwback weekend, um, <laughs> it's pretty
4: cool to be driving the 43.
1: Chris Busher's JTG Doherty ride takes a different tack on throwback honoring sponsor Bush's Beans' 110th anniversary with a 1930s-era logo splash on the hood and quarters.
7: Talk about the throwback weekend, all the paint schemes, and not knowing who you're racing. Uh, it's probably the best place for that to happen because you're racing the racetrack more than anything else, and you're trying to, to make sure that you have something there at the end of the race.
1: The green flies over the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway this Sunday just after 6 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 5. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong.
3: Thanks, Susie. And one of the things I look forward to most about Throwback Weekend is seeing all the cool paint schemes that are going to be running around the track this weekend. As we wrap up, we want to thank Justin Haley, Bobby Labonte, Mike Wheeler, Joey Meyer, Bill Elliott, and the rest of the MRN crew on this week's show. Mike Bagley will be back next week. Until
2: then, have a great week. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRM.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
1: NASCAR Live!
2: Five hour
0: energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.